Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Today's guest. Yeah. What do you think about her? Annoying. She, um, she's a real dick. Yeah. Difficult to deal with. Really? Difficult to deal with. Just really dry, not funny at all. <laughs> Super demanding. <laughs> Diva. Aggressive. <laughs> Physically aggressive. But also bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we've never done an intro like this because the intro is with you and you're on the podcast. Yeah, we're breaking the fourth wall. So if you were going to give yourself an intro, a good intro, mm -hmm. how would you, what would you say? How would you give it? Go on, give an intro for yourself. Um, mm -hmm. I'm TikToker. <laughs> I I Anxious TikToker. <laughs> Mildly alcoholic girl who got to be an influencer when she was nearly middle aged. Comes on Jamie's podcast to talk about how difficult she is to date and how much mental illness she has. Enjoy, folks. Thanks, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Um, before we kick things off, I got a big question for you. Ask me. You ready for it? Yeah. Dating. Yeah. Come on. Dating better in America Oof. or the UK? Well, the last time I dated someone in the UK was when I was like 19. So I think things have changed a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. And I bought, and I. That's like I, a decade. Yeah. And I didn't even. I didn't even lose my virginity when I was in England. Did you not? No, and I moved. I went to America, and I was still a virgin. What? Yeah, I went to an all-girls school. That so you went like kept in there. <laughs> the hell is going on? You so wait, hold on. So when did you lose your virginity? When I was nineteen. I got to America. I was like, first thing on my list. Yeah, yeah. I'm a virgin. I arrived in America. I was like, hear ye, hear ye. I've come over on the Mayflower. Got business to do. I came here on a boat. I'm here I was to like, lose I'm it. on a business trip. <laughs> Mom, wait in the car. I'll only be a second. I'll be five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what day is it? It's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, grab a thruppence. <laughs> Had everyone gather around yeah. in the town square. <laughs> Full skulls and seven years ago. <laughs> oh my God. That's how I wrote the man because I still had a British accent at that point. So I, to all the boys, I used my British accent. That's how I lost my virginity. <laughs> And then as soon as I'd lost it, I was like, joke's on you. I'm American as they come. As you run off. No, literally, as, off as I roll over, I'm like, pass me a cigarette. They're like, what? 
<laughs> They're like, I thought you were. I was like, nah, I'm not a virgin. I was like, kidding. <laughs> I'm not British and I wasn't a virgin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call me an Uber. <laughs> and then you jump out the window with a cape on <laughs> into the night. <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> you grew wings and flew away. <laughs> Ah, uh, so it's different, right? And it's different. Okay, I get it. It's different. Are you dating anyone at the moment? I oh I oh why are you going to bring up that time when I drunk DM'd you and asked you me to set? Uh, were you drunk? I was. I don't know where I was. That's I so was annoying like, that you were drunk. I was like thinking about. I think I was with my friend and and she was like, you should ask like people who yeah. you admire to set you up because then they'll have friends like. I them. love how you threw that in there. I love. I'm just greasing I, you up. I'm you greasing you up. Threw that shit in there. And I I'm just gonna get it out of the way because I had anxiety that you were gonna bring it up and embarrass me anyway. I DM Jamie and I said, do you have anyone to set me up with? And That's not embarrassing though. I think it's a no, cool thing. No, it's not. Thing. And I, it's not embarrassing, but yeah. And also because like, I'm desperate to have a reason to spend more time in London. Too. No, but the, 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 what I liked about it is that you said, I have one uh, one thing. They need to be funny. Yeah. That, but that's great. I love that you yeah. said that, which is true, right? Like with... um. In any kind of dating story relationship, they have to like humor is everything for, for yeah. If you if you rate that highly, which I do, and I think you, I think for me that's the one thing that I can't do without. It has has to have a sense of humor. Like I'm a really, I'm a really silly person, and I like to be like goofing around for the majority of the day. Mm. And so when someone takes themselves too seriously, I'm kind of like, uh, I can't. But do you out funny them? That's the only problem. No, I think you can find I've had relationships where the other person is really funny, too. And then it's just like nonstop banter. And that's what you want. Like that. <laughs> I like to just get up and start like fucking with someone right away. <laughs> Telling myself amazingly well here. <laughs> but just like All the time. Laugh. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I wake them up in the morning. I'm like, why did the chicken cross the road? <laughs> <laughs> knock, knock. <laughs> like I'm on a fucking Zoom. <laughs> that is too good. <laughs> now come on for the answer. <laughs> Popping out of nowhere. Knock, knock. <laughs> <laughs> it's just laugh, laugh, laugh every single second. Pretty funny. <laughs> Tell me a joke. I really feel that like our humor has gone downhill recently. <laughs> and we gotta be funny. I don't care about the sex. I don't care about anything else. I just want us to be funny. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> We're like having dinner. I'm like, did you prepare a stand up routine? <laughs> did you? Go on, I have my material ready. It's a constant competition between each other. It's the most unhealthy relationship ever. <laughs> oh my god. I would be so full of anxiety every time. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm on a fucking Zoom. <laughs> oh I said, why did the chicken cross the road? Oh my God. So that's why all my relationships have ended is because they, they couldn't perform. <laughs> I asked them to do their comedy special and they came out with nothing. So <laughs> had to ask them. 
Oh my god. Uh-huh. That was very funny. But <laughs> but I think um I think you would be awesome to date. I think you would Thank be you. I think you w- would be I think for sure that anyone if the, if you were set up on a blind date or a, a normal date or whatever it is, um I think I'm a I'm a fun blind date. Yeah. Yeah. I think cuz you know, so much of dating is about is about um listening and asking questions <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. and so yeah i think i'm a good first date but like first dates a bit brutal really they can be yeah well it, okay fine but next is it easier to date people in over here or easier to date people in la because la i feel like people are confident they just walk straight up and they just go hey you're beautiful can i take you on yeah, a date yeah i i really haven't dated here i left when i was 19 and i mm. so i really haven't dated here um si- since i was in high school basically Okay, so 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 take it. So what so what happened at the beginning? Because how everyone knows Tinks, right, is you've now blown up on social media. Mm-hmm. You you have all your different kind of things and your memes and your yeah. all, all that kind of stuff on TikTok. And um, where did that all start? Because you grew up here, didn't you? I grew up here. My parents are American. I moved when I was six months old, mm-hmm. but I went to British school my whole life. Mm-hmm. And um, then I wanted to go to university in America, so I left when I was nineteen, and I went to Stanford. And I had all sorts of jobs throughout my 20s. And then when the pandemic hit, I was living in L.A. And I, d- I didn't have any work. I was just like, I was writing, but no one wanted articles. But writing comedy stuff or what? Some, like I was doing social media for different brands. I was doing like this and that in the creative space, but never thinking that I would be like in front of the camera. I was like, oh, I'm like behind the scenes, like cool, funny girl, whatever. And then the pandemic hit and nobody wanted articles and nobody needed help with their social media. And I was just like, I couldn't come back to to be with my family and I didn't really want to be locked in the house with them and everything. But Mm. I was like pretty new to LA. And so I was miserable. I was alone in my flat, just like depressed and stressed out like we all were. Mm. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to I'm just going to try making a TikTok. And I really loved it right away. That is so insane because you you knew everything about how to do social media. And then you kind of took the plan. But what's so funny is that you were encouraging others to do that and that was your job but then you were almost embarrassed to do it yourself yeah well, it's weird how people get like that so though, right? weird yeah because i was like i'm not gonna put myself out there like that's cringe and like scary yeah. and whatever and um but then i was just you reach a point where you're just like i don't care like I, and we were all at that point where we were like i don't care what people think of me because like the world is possibly ending mm-hmm. and it feels really scary and then it was pretty much roller coaster from there because then you just blew up yeah it was really fast like it went so fast. It went crazy fast. Because I remember we spoke, we spoke like what, two years ago. Yeah. And you, yeah, we had that call and it was like. <laughs> that was the funniest thing. That was, it was so the funniest. weird. Yeah. <laughs> like to think about it now. And that's just always like that stuff not only is funny, but it always reminds me that like you should never stress out about how things are going to yeah. go because it always works out so differently, but always does work out in the end. Oh my God. Tinks and I had a call with this American agent. Is that, is he still your He's agent? my manager. He's yeah. your manager. He was a wicked dude. And. We, we were chatting with uh, Francis, who was a co-host on Private Parts in the past. And um, he, we were chatting and we were talking about what we should do. We should move yeah, to LA. We had a good idea. We had a like, great it, idea. It was like, I was really excited about the idea because I knew it would be really funny. Oh my God. Basically the idea was that Jamie and Francis would move to LA for like a <laughs> summer and I would like teach them how to be an influencer like in Such LA. Such a good idea. Which would be so funny because I feel like I do speak uh, so like you know, the British side of things and the American side of things, or at least understand both sides. And it would have been hilarious. Like we were planning to take them to all the influencer spots and like 
you know, show them and it would just be really dry and funny and hilarious and, and just a new take on that kind of like bit reality TV. It was such a great idea. And, it, and, and I don't know, we didn't do it. Francis was, you know, considering moving different places. He was out in America at the yeah. time and all these different things. But I remember what you said, the funniest thing we were talking on a Zoom, we hadn't, we hadn't even met in person. And you went, what's going to, and then we're all going to live in a house together. And you went, and then you're all going to murder me. <laughs> and, so, and then it finishes. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. It was so if good. If you don't get my humor, it then you so just like, that's why I do need someone who has a specific type of humor. Anyway, yeah, I just thought that would be like the best entity. <laughs> Francis and I murder you. I, I spend the whole summer <laughs> teaching you guys. <laughs> and then we kill you. <laughs> it's actually so good. It was so good. But it would have been such a good idea. And also, that's what that's what I find so funny about your content is that yours is such like a sartistic take on the whole kind of yeah. American dream kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. No, you go, go, go. <laughs> yeah, go. I think I've always liked satire and I've always liked kind of figuring out what makes a place a place and examining whatever's popular at the time. Yeah. So I think it's like, you know, it's half aspirational for people because there are a lot of people out there who like want that. But that means you reflect a lot. You reflect like... Oh, uh, like it, my brain never shuts up. Yeah, but that's so... I, I, we had like a couple of comedians on podcasts and they always talk about in comedy that comedians typically reflect on things. Yeah. So what they do is they... Um, do what you do you see situations and realize yeah. how funny it is and then relay it back in yeah. a funny way yeah and i think like the fact that i've lived in london san francisco new york and la like gives me quite a lot of fodder for all of this type of stuff um because it's all so ridiculous like all these major cities with all their you know what's the cool place and what's the cool people doing in this city and it's just so interesting to examine so that helps as well yeah but i also find that it, it, america is just so far ahead in terms of like everything like yeah. you, you, over here in the uk we still have things like influencers are still seen slightly as a bit like ah this and that and no and they are they are in the states too and i i think that that's just i think it's because people feel like influencers haven't earned what they get i think yeah the, the new version of reality stars it, exactly they just it feels like it feels too fast it feels like Oh well, all they ha they did was have three viral videos, and now they get all this stuff, and their 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 life is amazing. And so I think people can resent that quite easily, which I I definitely understood I before I had this job, and now I'm like, you don't want to <laughs> trust me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is no way the case. Well, we work real hard, but it's true. But I get that. But that's just a jealousy thing, right? And that's any kind of line of work that you go into. That's all. There's always going to be jealousy. And I remember, I remember when I was doing MIC back in the day, and um, and we won the BAFTA. I, I'm sure it was. No, it was amazing. But we got up on yeah. stage and then I was looking at all these people in the audience and I was like, I've never been yeah. so embarrassed in yeah. all my life yeah. that we had just stood on stage and we had won an award for just being us where all these people had trained their yeah. entire lives or something. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just, it's, you know, it's difficult because that is the type of entertainment that people crave right now. Like before it was reality TV. And I think I think now, honestly, social media has almost taken the place of reality TV because yes. reality TV has become so overproduced and people feel that, right? Like, it's not like in the early days of all the reality TV when it really did feel, even if there was like producers helping here and there, it felt more real and it felt more raw. Now, when people go on reality TV, they, they know what's going to happen. They know that the, the public will perceive them in a certain way. So they're acting a certain way. They're trying to, you know, hone their image. 
and they get tons of feedback, you know, on Instagram, on Twitter, all this stuff saying, oh, you're this, you're that. So that makes them act weirdly. Whereas you go on social media, you go on TikTok, you go on Instagram stories. That's someone in their daily life just being like, hey, guys, walking into the podcast, like that's reality TV now. Yeah. And, and that authentic is what people exactly. are after. Because people want that authenticity. Now, when you look at like, I mean, I was actually just saying this about Love Island. Like, I think that that's why it's so popular still is because they don't have in social media at mm. the minute when they're when they're in the villa, they are more in the moment. Like they're not getting feedback being like, why the fuck did you do that? Why did you say that to him? Because then that affects you, obviously. All they have is themselves. They obviously have producers, but it's more, it feels more like old school reality TV to me anyway. You think so? You don't, I think it's produced a little bit. Of course it's produced, but, but it's, it's like, more casual. But it's, it's more casual. They're not, yeah, I think it's more casual. So social media is a tricky thing, which I find as well is people who are in it. It's like this constant roller coaster. You can never stop doing it. Once you're in it, you never. have. Never. Never. And there's no end to it. Yeah. It's like podcasting in the same sense. Yeah. It doesn't ever end. I know. And that's stressful or no? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, I think anything about being in the public eye is like you get on a roller coaster and you can't get off. You're terrified. You're terrified to take a break with anything. I'm terrified to take a day off social media. People are terrified to miss a season of something or, you know, have a break. Like it feels very... Uh, immediate and it feels like you you know it's a train and it is to be honest with you i don't think that that's a feeling i think that that's true yeah but then does that make you ever then do you start to focus i think with social media what it does do is you you know when you first or anyone first starts you, you start building your social media following whether it's tiktok instagram blogs whatever it is and then you gain followers and you gain success or whatever that is. And then what starts to happen is that that's not good enough and you always constantly want more. Yeah. And so then the anxiety starts to come in yeah. that you're, you know, then you sort of get writer's block in a sense when you're not. Totally. Yeah. So it's really hard. It's really, really difficult because in the beginning, I think everybody is so I think probably what made me grow quite quickly is because in that moment as I said I didn't care about the outcome there you go and then, and then you, you start to, to care it becomes point. a job yeah and then it becomes your job and and you have brand deals and followers and people who care about you and who you know watch you every day and then you do get and I'm to be honest with you I'm feeling a lot of that anxiety right now because it really? was such a rocket ship going up and now I'm kind of like looking around and I'm like oh my god I've got the podcast I've got this I've got that I've got to do this every day and it's just like you don't feel you don't feel as free. And also I used to say whatever I wanted when I started out, anything I would be, I'm bitching about everybody saying the craziest <laughs> shit and people love that. And then you get to a point and now I'm like going to parties with these people. I can't exactly be talking like, you know, whatever, even reviewing TV or, you know, like saying a bad thing about a TV show. Oh, it wasn't that good that season. You're like, well, now I'm never going to get to go on that TV, you know, whatever. Like there's just more eyes on you. Yeah. I mean, we, I definitely had that at the beginning. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We did, I did a podcast the other day where I, I looked back at one of the videos and I had to tell everyone you can't put that video out because it was about 
<laughs> it's it about night. <laughs> it's about my first ever experience masturbating. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine because it's personal. <laughs> no, <you> <laughs> I explain. I explain. I just like with my finger. <laughs> anyway, I was like, we got to take that out. But before, I wouldn't care. And exactly. Like, and now you do. You start to care so much more about these yeah. things. And yeah. you do. You you don't become as free with your. You're not, and you're not as funny because yeah, like, the most off the cuff thing is like. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's so insane to go back and watch my videos at the beginning because, and, and you, you always think that you're going to be the person who like can, can hack it. You know, you're all, you think that I thought I was like, oh, I would never like pander to anybody. Like I would never not say anything. Like I'm so off the cuff and like shoot from the hip. And then I got here and I'm like, um, I love everyone <laughs> and today feels nice. Yeah. And it's just like this watered down version of yourself. And you know, to be completely You start filtering yourself. You, you do. I'm I'm really kind of I feel like I'm in a pivot right now of that. I'm trying to work through it and figure it out, but it's really difficult. It's really difficult. And anybody who just says, Oh, just say whatever you want, and you're like, you have no idea the pressure. You have no idea the feedback that you get on a daily basis. Like I don't think it's normal for people to get as much feedback as social media people do mm. like it's our job right but imagine any other job if you were told a thousand times a day whether you're doing a good or bad job shit is that what you get if if more if not more tanks that's not cool. like the comment and i and i try not to read the comments whatever but like it's good and bad like yeah I, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah like it's not good to have people being like you're amazing you're amazing you're amazing and then have to, like 10 comments that are horrible and then you know whatever and People say, oh, like it just comes with the territory. But let's like dive into that for a second. What does that really mean? Like it comes with the territory. All that means to me is that we've accepted that there's like a really dark side of humanity where mm. people just want to criticize and cut you down and whatever. Because it's like, imagine if it was any other job. Imagine if, yeah. if you were an accountant and you went to your job and there was a thousand people behind you and they're like, you did that wrong. You did that wrong. You're fat. Oh, redo that. You're ugly. Uh, delete that cell you did that wrong oh you're amazing i want to be you i want to be you like it's like and you're it's such a work. roller coaster up exactly. and down with your emotions and you you begin to you because it's human nature you only believe the bad ones of course you only remember the bad ones yeah and and like and i think that also adds to a lot of what we were saying before about like filtering yourself because not only are you worried about like who's going to hear it and what have you, but also like, oh, I just can't be bothered to have a row with the internet today. You know, sometimes. <laughs> Do you fight back ever? Do you fight back? Yeah, sometimes. But even like, I've, no, I've noticed myself even like giving my opinions on movies. Mm. I'll, if it's something that everybody's really liked and I, I didn't like it, I just like, I'm like, oh, I'm just not going to say what I think. Dude, I that, is, that is so, because you're worried about what's going to be said. That is you're just worried about people. And also like, I have this thing that I call the banana brigade, which is like, <laughs> They purposely wake up every morning and they're like, how can I misunderstand Tinks today? Like I'll literally, and the why I come from the banana brigade is because I'll put up a banana and I'll be like, oh, having a nice banana, it's so good. And they'll be like, if you eat nine bananas in a day, you can die from potassium uh, poisoning. And with your platform, the audacity to uh, promote bananas to a younger audience, it, I'm shaking. I'm shaking that you would do that with kids watching you. I'm shaking. Take a look in the mirror. And I'm like, I, it's nine in the morning. <laughs> Take a step back. And it's everything. It's everything. So. What is that? Because, but that's a, that's a double-edged sword because that's your engaged community. 
but also yeah is it i don't know what it is <laughs> that's yeah. bullshit that you have to do i don't i don't I think i have that or i just don't read the comments yeah. enough but also i'm going to chuck it out there and this is this is controversial but i think also maybe because i'm a dude like yeah. like do you know what i mean there is such a double edge it's it, this, you yeah. know what i mean it's because i'm a guy people are like oh he can talk about yeah. like chucking his finger up his butt and anything, no one's gonna care anything and it's like it's so true and it's like like even for example with I don't know like if you think about Jake Paul I'm not comparing myself to them at all but like or those people like they do whatever they do we want. like him Jake Paul Logan Paul I'm kind of impervious like I don't really follow him I don't really know them whatever, yeah, yeah. but like or any YouTuber any male YouTuber like they will buy themselves like a green Maserati and like 10 Rolexes and all the comments are guys being like whoa sick bro yeah and I will I'll say like People will ask me like, oh, what eye cream do you use? And I'll say, oh, I use this one. And they'll be like, that's $200. Are you sick in the head? Why would you spend that money? And I'm like, well, first of all, you asked me. I'm not going to lie to you. Second of all, I'm 31 years old. I can spend my money how I want. I earned it. And they're like, that's disgusting. Eat the rich. Eat the rich. They're like, there's people dying and you bought an eye cream. And I'm like, okay, but how? And, it's, and you know what? It's women in the comments saying that to me. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. Like. So I, I do think it is a bit of a double standard there. Yeah, I, I do think that's tough. And, but also then you do, you, you start to, as I said before, you start to filter yourself because you're so, yeah. you're so playing into the palm of trying to be this kind of person that's loved by yeah. everyone. But then that must go back to the fact that maybe, I do you think that you, you like the validation of being loved? Yeah, I mean, it's human Everyone nature. does. Yeah, it's, it's human, human nature, right? Human nature. And I think a but lot, are you a people person? I mean, I, th I, I think a lot of entertainers are people pleasers. Yeah, totally. I, I think, like, it's, uh, and I've come to realize that, and it sucks because it's, again, it's a double edged sword because people who are people pleasers are really good at, like, reading what people want and, like, under, and, like, reading the room and going, like, oh, I can, I can make these people like me. And then you look at them and you go, they hate me. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they don't like you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do they like me? <laughs> you drink a bottle of wine by yourself. <laughs> I I used to I used to go into conversations with people and then I'd leave and be like ah, I reckon I was an eight tonight. <laughs> yeah, no, you do that. I reckon, but I that person I'd probably lose half a point there. Yeah, like, what that is? It's so it's, bad it's, on ourselves. It's deranged and also like social media is literally that rating system, but done for you, right? Because it's just like, it's like you're this many views funny today. You are this many likes likable today. And when those numbers are bad, it does mess with the old brain. Oh, the noises. <laughs> the voices. Shut up up there. It's so true. And I, but I think you're so right. This is what I've come to terms with as well, is that, um, you know, the reason I love entertaining so much is I love, I, you know, I love the kind of, I love that space. I love yeah. like meeting people and making Same. people laugh and all that kind of thing. But also there is that element of you go, well, shit, you kind of probably want to be loved at the same time by yeah. complete strangers. Yeah. yeah. I, and that was the hard thing for me is that when I did uh, at MIC in reality, and then when you, I did get some sort of profile, I realized actually it doesn't clear anything at all. It actually makes it worse. Yeah, it does. Makes it totally worse. Yeah. And then I, I started, and the best thing for me that I ever did was I went and did therapy. Yeah. And I know you I'm huge on therapy, huge on talking about it, huge yeah. on mental health because it's just like it's really even if you're not even if you don't have a big following, I think social media is to be honest with you quite bad for our mental health on mm. the whole or it can be. So I think it's really important for everybody in the modern world. So so what how do you deal with your anxiety? What do you do? I 
Well, so it's funny. I, I like to talk about it easier with my followers. I call him Mr. Anxiety. Like I personify him. I pretend like he's like this guy who lives with me and whatever. And what do I do? I mean, I go to therapy every week and yeah. I try to talk about it. And I try to honestly, the things that help with anxiety are really boring. It's like routine, cutting down on alcohol, going to sleep at the same time every night, going for walks spending time with your real friends and family, like all that boring stuff does actually make a big difference with anxiety. Yeah, but it's amazing that you actually speak about it on social media and actually do it because I don't think many people still do that. Yeah, and I think like it's, you know, it's always, it's always stressful as well when you are a social media person. You never want to be, I mean, I try to give my followers like a 360 view of life, but you never want to be too negative. So if I am having like a bad couple of weeks, I, I always get stressed out then because I'm like, nobody wants to watch someone who's down in the dumps, like feeling a bit depressed or whatever. And so yeah, that's but again, like, that's you like filtering yourself. No, that's, no, exactly. That's you being hard on yourself, well, right? Well, that's like anxiety. It's like 10 layers of thinking like, should I do this? Well, then this, well, then that, well, then that. So it's difficult. But yeah, I've been pretty open about it. I think it's good. And I think everybody, if they can, should see a therapist. But w when you first started speaking about it, did you, were you nervous about doing it? And I, I don't want to dwell on it, but I just think it's interesting because... Uh, you know, we lead these lives on social media that people think it's all fun and happy and things yeah. like that. But actually, it's important to realize that everyone is kind of human and actually totally. showing that kind of stuff. I spoke to this guy and I've said it before. What is so funny is that we always say we've got to get over the stigma of mental health. Like, Completely. That's what we've got to do. Completely. Right. And I totally agree with it. But what's different is actually going on social media or going into your work or going over, going wherever and saying, I have anxiety. I Labeling yourself yeah. is much harder than actually saying, saying we need to we talk need to about, talk about it. and yeah. stuff like that yeah. so the fact that you label it on yourself is a good thing. it took me years to label it on myself yeah i think it's good and and once you do it it kind of does take that weight off your shoulders because then it's like it's out there and you're like yeah i'm really really anxious person and then hopefully hopefully you know a majority of my followers who do care about me and love me like they know that i have that going on and they're sometimes they'll even spot it for me and they'll be like they'll say like oh it takes you qual overqualified what you were about to say because we know you were nervous to say it or whatever. And it's really sweet. So there are like tons of nice, lovely people out there. Tell me about this thing. Why do I keep seeing on social media? Maybe you can't say whenever Diplo. Yeah. Is DJing. Yeah. People hold up. My followers are the best. They hold up signs. They hold up a sign. Yeah. Saying Tinks <laughs> on their phone. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on? Why does that happen? He's my friend now. Okay. Yeah. So wait, so what happened? What happened? I, I... I love Diplo. I loved it. He's the best. I think with Diplo, I'm not kidding you. There was one time I was in the rain and there were, we, and, and I, it was like a movie. <laughs> he came I, down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from the sky. And knighted you with an umbrella. <laughs> with his cock. <laughs> I went to a bus shower and I gave <laughs> Diplo head. <laughs> I made out a Diplo. No, I was in the rain once yeah. and, and I ran. It was really romantic. And I ran to this, this bus shelter. Honestly, it was like a bus stop thing. And this other person ran in and we were standing on these and we were like, ah, and I looked and, it, and I swear to God, it was Diplo. And I was like, really? yeah, I swear to God. I don't I, like it looked like exactly he's like very, him. He's very athletic. So it was probably, was it in London? <laughs> Why? Because he ran? <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> 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 we was in London and he ran yeah. we both ran towards the thing so so what you said oh I love Diplo so and then, I like always loved him then my followers are he's so jokes and they he's so funny talk about someone who has a great sense of humor yeah. he is jokes all the time and he, so my followers started to hold up these signs like date tinks date tinks whatever and so anyway we ended up going on a date did you we're friends now we're really we're, we're pals he's the best he's great you went on a date yeah 
You kiss? I made a TikTok about it. Did you actually? I haven't seen this TikTok. It's ages ago. Yeah, you can look. Oh my God. How does that even happen? Did he just slide in or did you slide in or what happened? You can't say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I think that's a great thing also about America is that in LA particularly, still there's this thing with like sliding into DMs and stuff like that. Over here, it is seen as a bit like shifty and yeah but in la that's not the case no i think i think sliding to someone's dms always has a bit of a connotation i mean it can be done well for sure Mm. but i think the the key is like once you've like exchanged numbers get off dms like i do a lot of advice and i had a girl call into me yesterday and say she was 34 or no he was 34 she's 24 and they had been speaking for three months and they only spoke in DM. And I was like, get out now. Like that is unbelievable. He's 34 years old. Like that's so embarrassing for him. And also he doesn't like you. What, but what, like I, I watched this program the other day, which is where the, these people had this like a like love affair for 10 years, but they just never even met. Isn't that scary? But why does that happen with some people? I don't get it. I think that, I mean, I talk about it a lot, but I think that people fall into this trap of having a pen pal, like because of, because of, (laughs) because of DMs, because of um, like dating apps, you know, people will get caught in this thing of just chatting and then they never want to meet up, which is the opposite of me. I'm like, if I am on a dating app and I meet someone, I want to have maximum three exchanges and then just go for a drink. Because if I don't have a a vibe with you, then what's the fucking point? But people will speak to someone for like four months before meeting up with them. And I'm like, why? Time is valuable. Like I would rather be doing other things than speaking to this person who I never met. And sometimes, yeah, that could end up being something, but you have to be in someone's presence to know if you have chemistry. I totally agree with you. Like, I don't know. But but also, I, like, I never really used dating apps before. And and now that I'm engaged, I, I thank you so way. much. Don't worry about it. Um, but like, I um, I never used them. But for me, um, I still like that old school mentality of like walking yeah. up to someone and being like, oh, my God, should we go on a date? Yeah, totally. And I think I honestly think that there's quite a lot of dating app fatigue right now. I think that it's just become this way to validate each other at least in the states i don't know about the culture here but like in the states it's kind of a lot of just matching to match and then it makes you feel good like oh that person thinks i'm hot and then you talk for a little bit and you get that hit of validation like i'm talking to someone but it's like where does that really get you you're talking to this person who you've never met before and even though yeah they might enjoy you might enjoy speaking to them they don't actually care like I don't mean that in a bad way, but if I've never spent some time with someone in person and I'm just talking to someone and they're telling me about their weekend, yeah, I'm like, okay, that's nice, but I don't like care because I haven't met them yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally get what you mean. Okay, thanks. We're going to stop there for part one. We're going to come back for part two. You can't go anywhere, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you did, you can't go anywhere, right? Okay, sure. Okay. See you in part two. Bye. Hmm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.